Hey, I'm Allison with Flick Direct. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you doing, Allison? I am doing great. So when you read the script for Devil's Workshop, what first drew you to the script, the story, and specifically to Donald? Well, I thought, you know, I've been acting for pretty much my entire life now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm 37. I've been acting since I was 10. So 27 years. Yeah. And uh, I thought it would be fun to kind of play the the satirical kind of like malevolent actor in the audition rooms, you know, like just this shady, uh, you know, guy who's just kind of represents everyone's worst idea of, of what actors are like. He's just terrible in every way. You know, he's, he's a yeah. nar he's a total narcissist. He doesn't really care about the craft at all, but he, you know, wants to get ahead. And, um, there were a lot of funny qualities and I was like, okay, well, it will be funny to play an actor, uh, you know, play, play, you know, my own profession. And, yeah. um, I think that there's always, it's always fun to kind of um, send up your own profession and your own industry a little bit. If you, if you can't make fun of yourself, who can, right? Yeah. <laughs> so without naming names, then going into my next question, how many actors or were there specific actors in your mind that you kind of modeled Donald after? Well, you know, because I've been doing it for so long now, and there's probably so many contenders for like worst person. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I I don't think that I consciously based anything on any one person, which is actually a little bit mm -hmm. unlike me, because sometimes I will do that. But I don't I don't remember doing that at all. I think what it was, was because I was so familiar with some of those kind of annoying qualities of actors there was almost like too much to choose from so it was like i i just was able to kind of do it like surprisingly um easy i mean it's in in a certain sense it's like i think a lot of actors would not have the hardest time playing a role like that just because <laughs> you know if another actor says or does something that annoys you you don't forget that very easily. Usually you remember it and you're annoyed when you think about it. So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the hard, it wasn't the most research I've ever done, uh, <laughs> for, for, for a movie. Let's put it that way. I had a lot of fun playing the part though. And the, the comedic element and finding the comedic beats within the scenes with Chris, the, the screenwriter mm -hmm. and, um, the other actors, it was really a lot of fun. You know, we wanted, we wanted the character Donald to almost like he's almost like a carnival barker or like a hustler or like yes. the idea of like a guy who's like he's such a hustler. He's like, yeah, I got this like acting racket. I got to pretend that I'm an artist. And it's like <laughs> he's just this depraved guy hustler. I mean, it's like all he wants is to succeed. And he's just decided that acting is the way that he's going to do it. And then it, there's a certain joke we do where he's in the audition room and he tells the other actors, like, you're a real artist. And he holds up his phone and he's like, this is how I make all my money now. And, you know, this, 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 this little phone makes me all my money and I hate it and I want it, <laughs> but he kind of loves it. And just the idea that someone like that would, 
abandon their craft so quickly for the next quick money-making scheme. You know, it's like he goes, he goes where the money is and he's not, he's, you know, he's very, and and he's, and the fact that he's so honest about it almost makes it even more depraved. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, uh, he's so willing to be, he's such a shameless character. I call it kind of the used car salesman syndrome in a sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, You, typically don't necessarily play the bad guy in movies. So how do you think your fans are going to perceive Donald? Well, you know, I think I've kind of, to a certain degree, some of the villains I've played, uh, you know, even going back to the last movie I did, Dig, I play a very villainous type Mm, of character. (laughs) But I think in, you know, there is a part of me that, tries to kind of weasel my way around it by incorporating the humor. And, um, okay. you know, I think that uh, it's easier for me to play a bad guy if there's something entertaining and, and uh, funny about him. You know, it's like you don't like the guy, but he's entertaining. It's like this weird um, paradox a little bit. I, I don't yeah. know if I played just a unfunny bad guy that you just can't stand because he's he's not even he's not even entertaining he's just terrible i i i think i'd actually be nervous to play a part (laughs) like that i think that there's enough of like the desperate wanting to be liked side to my natural personality where i actually think that would be that would be hard for me you know um which is maybe why i should do it someday um but yeah to, to really make it just a just not even you know there's like he's not even funny Mm. you know uh yeah i i that you know the comedy was my way in with with donald where you know he's he's so obnoxious yeah and he's so shameless and detestable that it almost becomes funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah like he's so bad that you're laughing at how bad he is i don't quite understand why humor is one of those weird things where it's very hard to analyze. Like, why? Why is it funny? How awful is it? Like, I don't. I don't quite know. I just know. I just know when stuff is funny. I, you know, I've got a pretty, I've got a pretty good like sense of comedy, but it's hard to explain quite why it's funny. It just is. I don't know. Okay. It's hard. <laughs> I remember a buddy of mine uh, in high school. He was a couple years older than me. He went to Princeton, and he, he emailed me this essay he wrote on like the mechanics of comedy and he he called it like a psychological release mechanism of stress or something and i remember reading it and being like i don't know i don't know if i buy that man i don't know I, I didn't know if it was enough of a reason that i bought okay he was trying to do something and it he was going for it yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely have you as an actor ever done something like what clayton does in this movie where he goes and seeks out a demonologist or seeks out an expert in the field that he's hoping to play a character like? Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, there, uh, you know, one of the, one of the most fun parts about being an actor mm-hmm. often is doing the research, you know, cause mm-hmm. you know, the research is fun cause you're just getting to learn. And a lot of times you're learning about history. You know, when I played lone survivor, I hung out with a bunch of Navy seals and wow. I, I got to talk to these real life warriors and these amazing mm-hmm individuals and 
you know, go meet them and, and go to Coronado to Bud's and see where the wow. Navy SEALs train. And, you know, it's like kind of a stress-free part of the job where you're just learning and exploring, uh, you know, life and our planet. And it's, it's, it's really like one of the best parts about the job. Um, and in Clayton's case, he just, he just contacted the wrong demonologist. You know, he probably should have, he should have gotten a referral, you know, just putting like an open ad on the internet is, you know. Yes. The cautionary tale of the internet. I want to just quickly talk about your scene with uh, Sarah Coffey, who plays Nikki. It is so intense. How difficult was it for the two of you? How long did it really go on? Was it longer than what we see on screen? Well, the the shooting of it went on for a good part of that day. And, you know, Sarah came incredibly prepared. She was ready to go. She was awesome. And Brooke Ramirez, who played her sidekick, um, they were both, you know, they were very kind of opposite personality types. Um, And I had an, it was an amazing, it was an amazing scene to play, you know. Chris had mentioned that movie, The Master, with Philip Mm -hmm. Seymour Hoffman. He was like, kind of like the interview scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman is really trying to break Joaquin Phoenix with these questions, except in our case, it's just this actor trying to prepare himself for a callback, putting these women through these like horrible experiences. He doesn't even have the part. I mean, it's just, it's terrible that what he does. It's, and it's ridiculous. And it's like, and he's, it's, it's like uh, the most mis, misdirected like way to try to prepare imaginable. Um, yeah. And absolutely. it was a really, uh, it was a lot of fun to play. And Chris was like, get crazier, get more intense. Okay. And he used so much of the kind of the crazy stuff where I'm just, you know, like, but it's funny because as you're watching it, you know, and as he's as he's screaming, he's like, I'm preparing for this part. It's like it's ridiculous, you know. Um, yeah. So it kind of like undercuts some of what he says, because, you know, he's only he's only saying it to get her go. There's no yeah. other reason. Yes. Um, and, and then the twist of that sequence I found really satisfying where. Yeah. You know, he's kind of getting played in his own way. Don't give away the twist. <laughs> I love no, that part. No giving away. There's no giving away anything. But um, that was that was definitely, you know, one of the most satisfying endings to a scene I think yeah. I've ever been in. You know, I think that scene is that's definitely up there with one of my favorite overall scenes I've done. Um, yeah, I a- really. It is a great scene and I love it. And I can't wait for everybody to see it. Devil's Workshop is out now. Emil Hirsch, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I hope to see more of the evil Emil coming in the future. (laughs) Thank you, Allison. (laughs) 